0: Thanks for joining us for this episode of Old Men Know Stuff. Here's your host, Dan Witham. Hey, everybody. Welcome again to our uh, Old Men Know Stuff podcast, episode number seven. I have my lovely wife with me, Sheila.
1: Hey,
2: everybody. So glad to be here today.
0: And you're in for a real treat today, I believe, as we discuss uh, miracles, not only discuss it, but we'll be bringing you a real-life application, a real-life miracle couple, and of the grace of God. And just before we do, about six or seven years ago, I believe right before President Trump was elected, I'd say three months before, God really put it on my heart to believe for wisdom, that wisdom was the chief thing. And He took me to Proverbs 4, 6. It says, wisdom is the chief thing. And it remains so, and from here on in, that it's the chief thing. But I went to the Amplified Translation. I want to bring that to you if I will. And for those that are driving, don't, don't start writing. Just uh, remember. <laughs> uh, it's, here's the wig, wisdom nugget, Proverbs 4, uh, 7, amplified translation. Wisdom is the chief thing, the supreme thing. Get skillful and godly wisdom. It is preeminent. And with all your acquiring, get understanding. Actively seek spiritual discernment, mature comprehension, logical interpretation. Actively seek spiritual discernment in this hour. Mature comprehension and logical interpretation applied it to your life, to war against the challenges and battles in this life. So get into the Word and seek wisdom.
2: I couldn't have said it better. That's the word, right? <laughs> it says what it says. All it's right. No I want to what we do. It Wisdom is the chief thing.
0: I want to get into today's co- topic. Do you believe in miracles? Do you believe in miracles? My mind went, uh, Sheila, to um, the Olympics, Winter Olympics at Lake Placid years ago. And the famous sportscaster, Al Michaels, uh, the US, USA hockey team was a bunch of college students they were playing the mighty ussr uh hockey team that was number one in the globe at the time and uh we stunned them uh in a victory and al michaels uh famously announced do you believe in miracles as we won the game and uh, my mind went to that and that's what triggered this uh this episode you know honey uh, angels can talk
2: Absolutely. I I just thought about the baseball movie, Angels in the Outfield. So underdogs win, angels can talk, and miracles do happen.
0: So uh, the angel appeared to Mary uh, uh, prior to Jesus' conception, said, Hey, Mary, you're highly favored that um, you're about to conceive that thing is going to be called the Son of the Most High in luke chapter 1 verse 37 and then she said well how should this thing be how shall this thing be is actually the king james translation and he said no problem for with god nothing shall be impossible miracles do happen we want to introduce you right now to uh, uh, a miracle and uh please welcome in robbie and mia graham hello guys Hey, guys, um, how are you? Guys, thanks for being with us today. We, uh, uh, Robbie and Mia are incredible people. They are uh, blessed of God. Um, we're going to get their story in just a second, and it's going to be greatly rewarding to you, so please stick uh, with us. Uh, they are highly success- successful business people. Uh, they have a wonderful Christian restaurant in Lutz, Florida, called Revelation.
2: based to mind you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> called Revelations Cafe, and they're so gracious to share some of their time, literally away from work while they're working, with us. Um, it's not always been that way, right, guys?
3: That's right. It hasn't always been this way.
0: So take us way back. Uh, take us to how it started uh, for both of you all.
1: Well, uh, back in 2013, um, it was uh, April 15. It was a tax day. It was tax day for most Americans, April 15th. And I had woke up that morning and uh, I'd been on about a two, almost a three-year stint of uh, IV drug use. I had uh, fallen victim to uh, pain medication. I started with uh, a legitimate pain. I had an injury in my lower spine. I was squatting one day in the gym. Hurt my back extensively, uh, got into a pain management regimen. I went from um, eating the pills to snorting the pills to eventually crushing them up, putting them into a needle and shooting them, injecting them. So I became an IV drug user. So on uh, April 15th of 2013, after a night of complete depravity, I woke up that morning absolutely just suffering from withdrawals. Literally the night before when I went to bed, I actually looked at myself in the mirror and I didn't recognize the person staring back at me. Um, I was not a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ at that time. Um, Very self-centered, selfish person at that time. But I did ask the question. I said, God, if you're real, I said, kill me now or cure me because I don't want to live like this anymore. And the next morning when I woke up for some reason, I had this, this function to call one of my friends who was a dear friend of mine that I grew up with, but I hadn't spoke to him in several, several months because of my addiction. I basically isolated from everyone. And I figured he was just gonna hang up the phone, but I called him and I was crying and I said, listen, I said, you know, I, I'm, I'm really sick. I said, I, I've lost everything. I don't have anything left. I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm heavily addicted to these opiates. He says, whatever you do, don't do anything stupid, hope's on the way. So at that moment, when I hung up the phone, the next thing I know, I have a friend of mine who's on the board at Salvation Army as uh, one of the board members at the uh, Salvation Army uh, Corps Church. He calls me up. He goes, Robbie, listen, if you want to get clean and you want to get sober, he says, you just got to do it the Salvation Army way. He says, I had some connections. If you'll do six months at the Salvation Army, I think I can get you into their program. Well, at that point in time, I was so sick and I just I really wanted to die. I said, "Okay." so that's when I, I surrendered at that moment gave my life over to the care of God as I understood him at that point in time. And the next thing you know, I went through rehab and then I got into the Salvation Army. And that was in uh, April. April uh, 26 was my first day at the Salvation Army. And then April 28 was my first day in the Salvation Army Church when I stood up to the song Amazing Grace. And I met my Lord and Savior in person at that moment. I got wrecked by the Holy Ghost. Driven to my knees washed clean by the blood of the lamb and at that point in time Christ and the Holy Spirit took took up residence in my soul And I knew at that moment. I would never be the same
0: So you came to the end of yourself Mm
1: -hmm. Yes
0: Wow sweet surrender
2: what happened So as you progressed, then you met beautiful mia somewhere along the line
1: Yeah, so my journey started then I never had written uh read the bible Um, So that's when I became introduced to the Bible for the first time, because I never was able to read the Bible. As we know, it says it is foolishness to those who are perishing. The word of God makes no sense. It was like Chinese to me.
0: Preach it, brother. Preach it.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Prior to my salvation moment. So when I had this salvation moment, uh, one of the uh, uh, Salvation Army pastors saw that I had this radical transformation. So he says, "Uh, Robbie, have you ever read the Bible? I said, no, I, I haven't. I can't. He what do you mean you can't? I said, it doesn't make any sense to me. He says, well, I think things might be a little different now. So that's <laughs> my 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 intimate relationship through the Word began. And what it was was the book. It's very difficult for me to even speak about it today because it's so it's such an emotional time. But he said, I want you to get along with the Lord. I want you to place your hand on the Word. And I want you to ask God to reveal himself to you. And I started in the book of John. I started with the Gospel of John. And when I opened up the Bible that night... I soaked my pages as I got to know my Lord and Savior intimately. Praise God.
0: Um, that's called a miracle. Do you believe in miracles Robin?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, from where I was in 2013 and all the times that I should have died from overdosing uh, to where now I'm 10 years clean and sober and it's by no strength of my own. I only know that um I'm a living, breathing miracle only because God saved a wretch like me for a time such as this.
0: Wow. And you know, when we go to your restaurant again, Robbie and me are so gracious, take time out of their successful restaurant on a busy day. They're literally right there in the lobby with all the people. Um, The joy of the Lord is so present, honey, in both of them.
2: Yeah, absolutely. We love going there. And I was just actually looking at your website and I thought it was so interesting because you guys said that you wanted to start a business and you wanted it, you wanted to cultivate an atmosphere that where there were, where there was transformation, healing and restoration. And I thought, you know, That's what you feel when you walk in there. It's like this amazing plant-based menu is kind of a bonus. You know, you go there really for the atmosphere and to sense the presence of God. So thank you guys for that.
0: Amen. So, Mia, let's pick it up with you.
3: Yes. Well, I, like Robbie, uh, came to the end of myself. My my drug of choice, I have many, actually. I didn't discriminate when it came to choices. <laughs> Whatever made me not feel how I was feeling because, you know, until you get to know Jesus, you don't know how to process your negative emotions. And so, you know, you turn to substances of many kind. And so um, my substances were many, but alcohol was the most legal choice and the most accessible. And so I was a, you know, I was a social drinker for many, many years, just like, so many people. Um, And then, you know, because of my brokenness and my uh, depravity of my life and um, just not knowing who I was and whose I was, um, I just drank more than you should, more than just social. Um, And I finally came to the end of myself. Well, I came to the end of myself in 2010, um, but in 2012 is when I really, you know, Really, it, when it really hit, and like Robbie, I looked at myself in the mirror and I said, Who are you? It was like I could see through my eyes, it was just dark, I could see darkness, but I knew I wasn't who God had created me to be. And it was the beginning of a process, you know, for me. I grew up a Christian, I knew the Lord, uh, I was a Christian. Uh, I went to church, I had a Bible, I, I was raised in the church, so I knew all about the Lord. It wasn't like I was never exposed to the gospel. I just wasn't living the gospel. And so... And hold, point, on,
0: hold on, Mia, right, yeah. right there. What While you were in this, you were raised in the church, you had a Bible, what voices were you hearing that called you to the, the darkness?
3: Uh, you know, it was... Um, well, I know now, looking back at who I was, and I recognize it was it was total demonic. It was just—I don't know if I could put a name on it. It was just demonic. Um, I wasn't who I am now. I was somebody. To, I was a good person. Um, you know, no one externally would have looked at me and said, uh, "Wow, she's under the influence of demonic spirits, of demonic—you know—oppression." But the choices I was making were based on those, you know, my thoughts, which were influenced by the demonic realm. Um, but also just, you know, not knowing my identity. I think it really stems from not knowing your identity. When you know okay. your identity and you renew your mind with the word of God, those thoughts don't have, a, they can't have a stronghold in your life, you know. Um And I was just giving into my flesh. This is what I want. I I want this. I want that. I don't want this. I don't want that. I want to feel this way. I don't want to feel that way. You know, just gratifying the desires of the flesh, you know? Um, But when I, when I surrendered in 2014, I started going to AA and I went through the program of Alcoholics Anonymous. I got sober and I had dedicated that year of my life to the Lord. God, I don't want, I was the type of person I always had a boyfriend. And so I said, Lord, I don't want to date. I was a divorced single mom. I had two teenage boys. Um, it was the first time in my life, literally, that I had I had come to that place where I said, I don't want to date. I'm not looking for Mr. Right. I don't want a boyfriend. So for a solid year, I had a full on love affair with <laughs> Jesus. And it Beautiful. was the most amazing Thing in my life, I mean, I can't like words. There are no words to describe the love that to the capacity that Jesus gives it to you. You know, there's not. I don't think our vocabulary has the ability to make to contain that type of love. Um, but God brought Robbie into my life about a year into that relationship with the Lord, and I was like, uh-uh, uh-uh, no, 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 no what i've got going on right now with jesus is better than anything i've ever felt any drug any relationship anything it's better than that and so um, when god brought us together it wasn't something that was on either one of our radar it, neither one of us were looking for a relationship it was a total in, a, it was a divine encounter we did write a book and in our book it's full of miracle signs and wonders because you know we're sharing our testimony today but you know miracles signs and wonders are, the, are for those who walk in the spirit and our life can be full of miracle signs and wonders not just a once in a while chance encounter
0: that's right
3: um, it can just be we can live in that you know as the
0: Christ. song goes as the song goes a million little miracles a
3: million little that's miracles. right that's right that's right yeah that's right and so we we are the fact that we're individually we're sober but the fact that we're even together is an, is another miracle in itself. You know, there's just so much to to say about, you know, when God divinely orchestrates something, it's a miracle.
0: So it took, it took like us, uh, Sheila is a lot more perfect than I am (laughs) (laughs) and have been. Uh, But it took that sweet surrender for uh, both of you guys.
1: Yeah. So, um, You know, I I like to tell people, uh, both me and I are very, very um, aware that drugs and alcohol were never our problem. They were the result of our problem. Our problem was us Uh, until we became fully aware of our our identity and destiny in Christ. We were going to go on being self-seeking, selfish. And that's the point is that uh, the, the gospel of Jesus Christ saved me and me from ourselves and once that truth hits your heart and you start to live for others, for Christ first, and then for others as, as a servanthood, that's when your life really starts to change. But when you speak about miracles, when, when you look at what are the chances, when I was three months clean and sober as a homeless man, I was allowed, by the grace of God, obviously, to go to an outside meeting that I should not have been in a natural Uh, They let me go. I got on a Salvation Army bus. I went to an outside AA meeting. And so I go into this AA meeting and I'm like, okay, God, what do you got? I know you got something special today. And so I'm excited about what the message is going to be that I'm going to hear about in this AA meeting. And in walks this woman. And I look to my right and I hear the Lord speak to me and point to her and say she's the one. And I'm like, what? I don't hear voices. I know what i just heard was an audible voice of god and i knew and i'm like oh no 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 so now i'm having this internal dialogue with my heavenly father as i'm looking at her across the room she has no idea i even exist she doesn't even <laughs> know who i am and so i get really angry with my father and i'm talking to him like listen i've lost everything i've got nothing to give her and very softly he whispers to me because robbie i want you to give her your heart I still wanted nothing to do with that. So I got up out of that meeting, I walked out, I started to move down the alleyway. I had to get back on the Salvation Army bus to go back to my Salvation Army home. When I started to talk to somebody, I think I was even sharing the gospel with somebody and I get very animated, my hands are going. And when somebody walks up behind me and pops a bracelet on my right wrist that I was wearing, And as soon as my bracelet got popped, I already knew who it was before I even turned around. Like Jonah, you can't run from your destination, right? You just can't. So I turn around, and there's Mia smiling at me, and she goes, nice bracelet. And she was wearing the same one, and it said, better together. That was 10 years ago, and here
0: we are. Praise God. What a miracle story. What a miracle story of redemption and the new birth. And uh wanted to read something just for you guys pray for others that are listening and watching if you would pray for their redemption as well because they like all of us have felt at times we don't feel worthy we don't feel worthy and uh we've all been touched by the miraculous blood of the lord lord at one point or another and often daily i wanted to read this real quick because uh you know jesus first sermon His very first sermon was in uh, Luke 4. He was in the synagogue in Nazareth and he picked up the scroll, the book of Isaiah. And Luke 4, 18 paraphrased uh, Isaiah 61, 1 and 2. And he said, uh, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. That same spirit that came upon us, that came upon uh, Mia and Robbie. Mm -hmm. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, to set... He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, the recovering, uh, deliverance to the captives, the recovering of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty them that are bruised. I know I've been... in need of deliverance, in need of being uh, set at liberty from bruised. How about you, honey?
2: Absolutely. I think we all have. Of course we have. But, you know, I think it was interesting when you guys were talking. Don't you think, so everybody's in a world of self-serving, but they're always hunting, whether, you know, it's you're looking for it through drugs or alcohol or whatever it is, because I think truly there's that missing piece in all of us that we're searching to complete and fulfill. And some of us go drugs, alcohol, you know, all different sorts of things. Idols. Searching for that, idols, searching for that. So until we truly accept Jesus and he completes that puzzle, fills that empty place in our heart, you know, he is the answer. Yeah.
0: There's a great parable, in, uh, just for you pray, guys, in Luke 15. Um the Lord's talking, it says, uh, it's uh, a parable of the lost, the lost sheep, the lost coin, and then finally the lost son. And when it's the prodigal son, and uh, the son returns and he says, uh, uh, The father says to his other son, My son was dead, dead, but he's now alive. He was lost but now he's found and it says then that uh heaven began to be uh mary and the angels rejoiced um robbie and me i'd like for you to pray if you would please and for the viewers the listeners that they too can uh believe in a miracle in their life hey
2: before you guys pray when one of you just you know, just look at the camera and just speak to the heart of people and just encourage them that no matter where they are, you know, no matter what situation, how down, how dark, that they're never too far away from God. He will always reach down and get you
1: wherever you are. Well, for anyone who's listening to the sound of my voice, I can tell you that um, at one point in time, I was a... Uh, I was on my way as what the world would deem as a successful business uh, man. I was in corporate America. I was on my way when I injured myself and everything came crashing down around me. And I found myself living in deplorable uh, circumstances. I lived a very immoral life for approximately two to three years. I had IV track marks up and down both of my arms, both of my legs multiple times where I would wake up in a pool of vomit. The fact that I'm even talking to you right now is an absolute miracle. So, if you're hearing this, I can promise you that if you just trust that there is a creator that loves you immensely, and I don't know what your name is, but I can assure you out of 8 billion people on the planet, you're one. There's no one like you, no one has your DNA or your fingerprints. That means you were made specifically for something amazing. But it's until we surrender and we get into the presence of our heavenly father the one who created us and let him intimately show us who he created us to be will you start to realize that you've been created for something magnificent so please if you're in a place of despair right now i promise you get on your knees cry out to god he wants to hear from you and he will wash you clean and he will put a new song in your mouth. He'll give you a new purpose and set your life ablaze like you've never even imagined.
3: That's right, that's right. That's right, because we were at home in our own bathrooms when we had an encounter with God. It wasn't like we had to be at church. We didn't have to do anything. We just had to be willing to receive the love of Jesus into our heart, and we didn't have to understand it with our mind. We just had to to believe that, okay, My life isn't working out for me right now. Things, things, I don't want things to continue the way they are. And if you have that feeling inside of you, that's feeling, making you feel that you're hopeless, that all things are hopeless, that there's just, there's no hope for you, that there's no chance of your life ever changing. That is a lie from Satan. He is a thief. He is out to steal, kill and destroy. God's word is truth. It is life and more abundantly. So Find yourself a believing friend, pick up the phone, call somebody, make that confession that, listen, I'm struggling right now. I need help. And someone will find you a place to plug into so that you can have some accountability and discipleship. And if you can go on the Internet and look up our our number, we'll talk to you. We'll yeah. be happy to walk alongside of anybody who needs um, assistance, Because at this point in time, a lot of times we've isolated so many people in our life that we don't even know who to pick up the phone. Sometimes we burn bridges. We can't pick up the phone and call a family member. And we're here for you. If yeah. you need a friend, we're your friend. Amen.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. So we're a
0: friend. A sweet surrender at the foot of the cross of the Lord and That's his right. blood. And his blood. Hey, we thank you guys for being with us. We thank you, Mia. We thank you, Robbie, uh, from Revelations Cafe, Lutz, Florida, and uh, we appreciate you so much. I hope you had a good time. We did. We love you guys so much. Keep doing God's
1: work. We'll see you soon.
0: Yeah, I can't wait to get in and get the next omelet, man. <laughs> All right, Thanks, God, bl- God bless you guys. Thanks for being part of uh, the Old Men No Stuff podcast. Do you thank believe you, in man. miracles? We do. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Old Men Know Stuff. For more information, go to oldmennostuff.com.